0: Hello everyone, welcome to Massage Therapy Now, I'm your host Damien John. Apparently I have a theme going where I'm talking to executive directors of massage therapy associations across the country. My guest today is a woman that I have had the pleasure of spending some time with and doing some cultural awareness programming over in our prairie provinces she has been hardworking in the field for 15 years now, and is an expert in all the goings-on in massage therapy, both nationally and in the province of Saskatchewan. And I wanted to pick her brain and get some other perspectives from somebody who's inhabited the executive director mantle for many, many years. So for your listening pleasure, I have a quick, succinct, and very informative interview with Lori Green, Executive Director of the Massage Therapy Association of Saskatchewan. Enjoy. Today I have the Executive Director of the Massage Therapy Association of Saskatchewan with me, Laurie Green. Hi Laurie, and welcome to the show.
1: Hi Damien, nice to speak to you.
0: hmm It's been a little bit of time since we last spoke and the last time I was in your vicinity it was doing an cultural awareness course, which was lots of fun. And well, I wouldn't say fun necessarily, but it was a super interesting time to spend with Yes. Yeah. Um, Today, Laurie and I are going to talk a little bit about the function of an association like the Massage Therapy Association in Saskatchewan. And there's a lot of crossover and cross-pollination between associations, between provinces, but some differences because they're all working towards different things. And in the province of Saskatchewan, there's things like legislation and other pieces of info that are different in different provinces. So we'll speak to that a little bit. But before we speak to that, Laurie, I was wondering if you could uh, fill us in a little bit on what an executive director of an association like MTAS does in their day to day. And what's your function overall? Because it is a little bit... uh, behind the scenes and many even massage therapists don't know exactly what the executive director of of the massage therapy associations do so in your opinion what what is your what is your role
1: well what what my main role is is to work with the board of directors actually in defining uh, direction for the association to provide uh, consultation in the administration side of things, to uh, write policies, to keep my uh, ear to the ground on what uh, trending issues are happening not only in our own province, but uh, through uh, throughout national um, endeavors. I am a liaison between all things that affect uh, massage therapy in the province so for and a good example of that is um, working with the government towards lobbying um, lobbying for regulation in Saskatchewan and uh, when there are unfortunate court cases or are something to do with um, bylaws that working with uh, lawyers sometimes, um, consulting with the Saskatoon police. Um, there's bylaw zoning going on right now in Regina. So I've been a part of working with the city of Regina and the city of Saskatchewan and in business around massage therapy and, of course, of uh, body rub parlors and how we can make the distinction over those things. So uh, executive directors wear yeah. a lot of hats. Um, both in, in the production of what's happening at the office to ensure that people get AGMs and workshops to reaching out mm-hmm. to the community.
0: Uh, and so this is your opportunity to sell an association like the, the Massage Therapy Association of Saskatchewan. Why would an individual who's a massage therapist join said association?
1: Well, um, uh, good question. I mean, we do have other associations in our province um, currently, so we're all vying for that uh, new candidate. I, I think the really top reasons and um, the one that is, I think, relatively unknown um, is that I always consider Saskatchewan Uh, MTAS, MTAS is being the setting of the standards in the province. Years ago, there were three other associations that amalgamated to determine what is the standards for massage therapists. And uh, so there was uh, three groups that came together and formed MTAS. So where we're seen as really being around historically, We've actually only been around since 1996 as a whole being. Um, so it, it was at that time that we set set standards, and one of the main standards that we have at MTAS is that you have to write a membership qualifying exam to be a member. So we we um, set up ourselves uh, based on on what the legislated colleges were doing. And so we have examinations to qualify. And with that came the opportunity to be able to be a part of our workmen's compensation, WCB, and um, our government insurance, Saskatchewan government insurance. So that is only a benefit right. for MTAS members. And uh, it's not through marketing that that benefit came. It's through the standards that were developed and everybody has the same curriculum hours and everybody has passed alternate exams to get in and everybody continues to do their education.
0: Right. So it's sort of a self-legislation in lieu of having a provincial one.
1: Absolutely. Currently, we are very self-regulating. Uh-huh. And um, and that can be a deterrent to legislation, which we've, we've found over the years.
0: Right. So let's segue right into that because you were wanting to talk towards the legislation in the province of Saskatchewan. What's the process and what sort of difficulties are you having getting that legislation done?
1: Well, we have had many, many loopholes and, uh, fire, fire rings to jump through over years and years and years. I mean, actually with the formation of MTAS was the beginning, of lobbying for legislation. So um, we've been doing this a long time. We have had um, actually draft legislation has been put forward and accepted by MTAS um, about four years ago now. And uh, so we were really celebrating four years ago um, towards towards, uh, any day now being legislated. And the government continues to um, have misgivings, have time schedule problems, um, etc., in pushing this forward. One one of the major hurdles initially was that there wasn't a lot of evidence research at the beginning, um, the beginning of the process on risk of harm. And of course, that's one of the elements of being regulated is does this pose a risk right. of harm to the public? And I'm sure all your, your listeners know that, uh, you know, legislation is all about the public, protecting the public. And then the association becomes even more important to those members. But um, first off, it was research and um we are are lucky that we have some strong leaders in in research in our province, one being uh, Dr. Gowan, who um, has been working tirelessly over the years in research and massage. so we we quickly worked with Denalda to um, to prepare what's needed to show that there definitely can be risk of harm when someone untrained, uneducated, unskilled, and without any sort of critical uh, thinking um, attempts to work on somebody's body. And uh, so we jumped that hurdle pretty successfully. And then we moved forward into um, uh, we have different standards than other Groups in the province, and so how are they going to um, work with with MTAS, and how are we going to um, move this forward? So the last three years, I guess we've been working um, quite strongly with two other associations, and uh, coming to terms of what we what we can live with and what we can't, and. Uh, I think the main thing with um, MTAS has always been um, the integrity of the education, that uh, there is no way that we can give up um, hours in order to be legislated or lessen, you know, lower the bar in order to move forward. So um, we were. Very delighted to uh, go through the the process of the government worked with their other health professionals and sent out a a survey to be be completed and it seemed like everything was fine and those that are already regulated had no problems with um, our group coming in together. So we were, you know, pretty close to popping that champagne bottle, but um, we were once again turned down saying that they have chosen not to move this forward uh, this fall. So we're back to petitioning the government and um, working with our patients and working with our members to move this forward. Very frustrating.
0: Right. It's a little bit like herding cats alongside of proving efficacy to people who don't know the profession very well.
1: Yeah, it's like knocking down the pins and then somebody keeps putting up one more pin for you to knock down. So it it has been extremely frustrating when we've worked with, um, you know, I can't even pinpoint a party because, you know, it's been going on so long politically
0: Uh that
1: uh, (laughs) I I think we've spoken to everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In the difficulty of the process, has there been anything that the association has gleaned in terms of, the process is—is is there been a, a learning there that is useful sharing to, to other people in a similar process?
1: Well, you know, I think I think the one thing that um, that has been um, for us uh, rather rewarding and 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 ex, you know acceptable is that um, the, it's everybody's been trying to get regulated across Canada. Um, since since the time I've been in this association working for them. And so this will be my 15th year. So it's been a long run for for most of us. And I think the one thing that um, MTAS has been very stubborn and at no time has determined that we would give up our exam, for example, in the process of getting legislation or or loosening up what we believed in as being our values and our integrity of what a profession is. And to that end, um, we have come to a way to work with um, other stakeholders and to come to that common ground and in areas where um, we thought uh, the other associations might not move or we might not move. Um we definitely have learned to work together to solve to solve problems with others that may not see you know eye to eye um, so that has been a real strength mm-hmm. that um we're proud to carry through and and uh, I mean as a triad uh it's it's been going very very well and i I think the other um the other thing that we've been working on very hard is education and I'm not sure and we're still not sure though all of us are doing a lot of education that, that massage therapists currently understand exactly what legislation will do and how that affects their lives and yet how important it is We're not moving people from the association into a college per se. You you know that that both are necessary, necessary parts of your um, of your professional career. Mm
0: -hmm. So just to be clear, for the listeners out there, Saskatchewan doesn't have a college of massage therapy currently, correct?
1: We do not have a college yet, but we do have draft legislation.
0: So the legislation would basically. Provide for a college eventually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're hoping. Okay, and so this kind of segues into another topic we were speaking to beforehand. It's this idea of with something like legislation and a college of massage therapy to protect the public. There then comes credibility, and this idea that massage therapy is seen as true healthcare why is this important to mtas and how has the association helped it become more of a reality other than than working on the legislation is there anything else that you've been doing behind the scenes
1: well um yes mtas has been uh <laughs> been very busy with um with what we've been doing um one of the things that we um embraced um, really quickly and still continue to um Work at is um, research and evidence um, to the point that um, that we had. Uh, it's always hard to ri- uh, to raise membership fees, as as we all know. And uh, and when we made a case that it's really necessary that as as a healthcare professional that we can inform and work um, evidence with evidence informed practice. Um, that initially we were up there simply um, with Donelda leading in um, at first what we what she called the drug club, and it was helping um, helping our massage therapist to understand and actually read the research and be able to interpret this. And this was so successful um, that we that she actually then went out to the Atlantic provinces and did some classes there. We've hosted um, two research symposiums and had people from all over Canada come and share their research. Um, we have done a lot of um, informed informed research with um, all of the uh, continuing education uh, projects that we do and workshops that we that we hold. So research has and and the. Ability to share that information has been a really large pillar in MTAS. And it has brought us to places where we've worked with the University of Saskatchewan in studies in breast cancer. And there's currently one going on, and we completed one last year, so we're waiting for the write-up of that. So MTAS has been very involved um, working with medicine and working with other healthcare professionals in that we still um, we still have a fairly rigid continuing education element in our membership. We believe in the Canadian Massage Therapy Alliance and we really work hard with other provinces to share resources and to um share our knowledge, you know, it's it's Canada. We don't work in isolation and um, segueing, I know, right into the national element, but yeah. we don't work, uh, you know, on islands here. No. And uh, so that has been extremely helpful, the exchange of knowledge, not only um, from a practitioner's point of view, but also in what the other provinces are doing. And one of that would be, I know that your BC listeners um, are aware, I think everybody should be aware of the RMT Act and uh, the current um, drive to erase GST yeah. from massage. We
0: air. talked about that when I was talking with Gordon McDonald. So that's RMT, okay. RMT Act, A-C-T dot C-A, I believe. And it's all about this movement towards... Um, the fifth province being legislated and getting GST and HST off of our billing as massage therapists. And uh, it's a big deal for a lot of people ranging from yeah. the, the big owners of, of, of uh, multidisciplinary clinics through to sole practitioners. So I'm curious about the research component you were talking about. Uh, yeah. Alan? Is there a <laughs> direct line for listeners to contact her or the, to get some information about current research that's being done? Is there something on your website or?
1: Yes and no. <laughs> um, we are in the process. We just got a new website up of putting up more research um, information, and um, we will be putting up some cases on that research. Uh, Danelda is um, very agreeable to meeting with with people. Um, I think your best the best way I would say is contact our office and we'll get you um, we'll get you together with Donelda. I'm actually having lunch with Dr. Gowan. <laughs> soon today Great. so I'll certainly tell her that maybe her phone might be ringing a little <laughs> bit more than than she's than she's aware of sure but um but Donalda um is quite in demand and has been asked to work on several projects a- across the province and uh, or across Canada and I don't think I've heard her tell any of us that she's not doing that so um Yes, by all means, she—that uh, that is what her whole um, vision is about, is that of knowledge transfer. Uh-huh. So um, I would also suggest perhaps your listeners would like to, you know, have a podcast with her because I think she would be awesome. Yeah, that's... And far more able to explain what, you know, what the world is of research is than, uh, than yeah, I have. We've
0: had a few research related podcasts and it always is coming up as it relates to massage therapy in part i think because mm-hmm. it's an important part of that making public see that that this is efficient useful healthcare and it's not just woo woo stuff and and sort of delineating those spaces between what can be provable through science and and what isn't. And that's always, uh, I think, an uphill battle in terms of especially massage therapy, because it's got such a varied past. And there's, there's so many different mm-hmm. definitions of massage in North America and the world. And, and right. yeah, you're just always trying to educate, educate, educate. And so research has been a very prominent topic, I think, in most associations across the country and in many individual massage therapists minds. But let's pop right back into that idea of nationwide standards because executive directors of associations are constantly working on this particular issue as well. I remember talking to Brenda Locke and currently talking to Gordon McDonald about a number of these things and it's it's always up this idea of standards that are national and where do you see the profession being as it relates to that? Why are nationwide standards important and where can we improve and And how as an individual massage therapist, can you get involved with that? bunch of questions there, but bunch of
1: questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think it, First off, I guess we'll go back to the to the idea of being um, professional health professional health professionals, right? And uh, and I I think the one thing that um, massage therapists uh, what what we hear what we say at at a national level often is that um, you know we have a lot of voices, we have a lot of strong voices to um to really elevate the profession and and we can do very um particular um health services that could alleviate a lot of the um uh, the emergency care and the physician care and sort of triage almost to you know when when would massage therapy be most effective or or more so, more effective in healthcare system. So, so to begin with, you know, that's how I see that everybody is in a healthcare professional field. And from there, we have to onto one of the struggles I think we have in Canada is that we don't have the same scope of practice. We have similar scopes of practice. But we've all created these in our in our provinces, or in some cases, in our own little associations, and we've got accreditation on the horizon, which is um, which is awesome. But I think one of um, and I I am definitely for accreditations of schools. You have to start, you know, knowing and recognizing what schools will give you the best Mm -hmm. education. On the same front when we don't have any national standards of curriculum, um, we don't have a clear um, basis or foundations to start on. How does somebody accredit a school in um, BC and on the same standards as what might be happening in Saskatchewan or Quebec? or, you know, when there's no national curriculum, there's no national exams, you know, that we just, I think there was a need for that. I wish we would have started there, that everybody had sort of an equal, um, if nothing else, a national exam process, that then the schools, the associations and the therapists could work together. Um, so in order to have a voice or a place at the table in healthcare in general, we have to have a strong lobby. So it's necessary to work, work together um, instead of working apart in our own in our own pods. And we're doing so many great things individually in the province. But who knows what we're doing? You know, at the end of the day, when it comes to Ottawa, when it comes to pandemic training, when it comes to all of those things, who knows what if we're doing the same things that BC are doing, are we working the same as Ottawa, you know, etc. So I think a nationally shared scope of practice and competencies is, is something that we really need to work together on. You know and and adherence to adherence to the same standards of practice and i really don't think we're that far away you know i i think it's not as big of an undertaking as um what we might think
0: in this process are people generally playing nice or is it a bit contentious across provinces
1: um I, I think, I think we're playing nice. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but I, I think we're coming from different directions. And I think, um, you know, there's always, you know, there's a lot of change. I believe um, Prince Edward Island has 80 massage therapists right. and BC has how many thousands in Ontario. So I I think there um, I think at the CMTA level that we're working hard to create um, a level a level place where we want input from everywhere and we all have a voice. I mean that's that's I can attest to that everybody has a voice at the national level, but um, but I will tell you that um, working as an alliance. Um, we need to move into more of an association that we can come with more force with one voice. um, You know, it's, it's an easier, not an opt out for various reasons. And, you know, if I was going to equate it is that we can all pull the wagon sometime, you know, and of course, bigger provinces often have um, more access to um, expertise or funding or, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other things that they might be able to do better, but smaller provinces have a very great range of everybody who's who's willing to interact and and do groundwork, and and they too have many many experts, you know. And uh, so I I think it's a case of working for the greater good, and I know that probably sounds really cheesy, Damien, but. You know, looking beyond what's best for MTAS. And so being at a national table that sometimes, you know, you have to give in order to get um, a more broader and um, a more cohesive Canadian right. massage therapist. Um,
0: so I'm an individual massage therapist, let's say, and I'm interested in this national standard what do I do to be involved? Is there a way that I can get directly involved?
1: Well, I, th- I think uh, where I would uh, point you in first direction is um, to Gordon and, and to your leadership in BC. And um, right now we're working very hard on the GST, but we're also involved in some other areas of sharing resources and trading resources um, and follow up on what's happening at the CMT. And I think as we're moving forward and transforming, we have just gone through uh, a meeting in September. Um, I think there'll be lots of elements as how you can help move the profession forward nationally and provincially and that can be a conduit between bc through to the cmta right. so being in I'd say, I'd say stay involved and informed i think that's what we we all need to do better at in any area of our lives we all know that
0: so getting directly you know? involved with an association that is involved on that national level so like you say the bc association the saskatchewan association Mm -hmm. maybe even i don't know about the other associations in canada but
1: we every province with the exception of quebec has a um has a member on the cmta has uh, yeah so we, we have people from across Canada with the exception right. of Quebec.
0: So you can, any province you live in, get involved with those members yeah. if you're having trouble. But you, yes. what you're yeah. saying essentially is you could cross pollinate a little bit. So if you're in Ontario, the BC Association would be happy to field some questions around these issues and, and speak to them.
1: Oh, I what you're saying well no I'm not saying that because because'm glad you asked me that um, because the associations are actually the members but we do have a website and um, and it's it's uh, you know it's limited but we're working on it we do have a website crmta.ca dot CA on on um, Online, and you can certainly direct questions there. There is um, there is an email that you can send questions to if you want to direct questions okay. from the CMTA. But what I was suggesting is that um, because you do have someone sitting on the CMTA, your board member, for example, um, both Anne and Gordon, go to the CMTA meetings. So, if you're wondering what's happening, or if you have a question of why something is not happening, you can absolutely go to your association and ask those questions, yeah. and they should have answers. And uh, and more so, if there's something that in BC that you go, hey, these these podcasts. Um, Podcast, for example this is such a great idea and I'm thinking why don't we do these (laughs) you know but in a sense you are doing something that's very valuable um, as far as I'm concerned for the CMTA because you're reaching out across Canada and uh, and you know it's it's sometimes things just pass you by in a province we're all really busy working and you know the thing I most value at a CMTA meeting is when you know somebody speaks out and says well in bc or in toronto or toronto or vanitoba it doesn't matter you know these things are happening and you go oh my goodness what a great idea yeah how can i how can we do this for ours? yeah yeah and that goes back to the vision is that <clears throat> we are many you know we are more than just saskatchewan we're more than just pei or ontario we are many, and we need to start realizing that we are many and and we can do so much more working together than working in isolation.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think that hits on so many of the things we were wanting to speak to, Lori, and this idea of, yeah, the the many individuals involved in bettering, the massage therapy profession. What I get when I listen to you, individuals who are working behind the scenes and on legislative processes, is there's this very uh, important process that's ongoing in terms of keeping the profession viable. Uh, from say the sole proprietor in a small town's perspective, who was me at one point, and uh, right. Not being involved is actually somewhat problematic because you're never knowing what is going on in terms of, yeah, viability as a, as a profession. And I think that's really, even in a small way, if you can get involved, it seems like things get better faster. So I, I really value all of your insights and, and thoughtfulness around the questions we had today, Lori. I know you're busy and you're off to do some more interviews. So appreciate very much your time today. Thank you for sharing with us here on the, the podcast and uh, hopefully we'll speak again soon.
1: Thanks Damien. I hope you come to see us in Saskatchewan soon as well. Yeah.
0: I, I loved it when I was there before. So Uh, Without further ado, we'll bid everyone farewell and have a very fine day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Laurie.